Hello and welcome back to Faith, Family, and Wrestling. I am your host with the most Buckeye pride in the world right now. We rolled all over Clemson, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we got Alabama to go. Uh, that ain't going to be a roll on that one. But no. I'm your host, Joey, and I am so happy to be here. Right now with me, I've got my co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Joe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Matthews. I'm excited. Well, all right, let me let me pull that back. I am struggling to be here today, guys, because um, like many many people, the New Year hit, so I decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try a New Year's diet, lose some weight, because I could use to lose you know five, ten, forty pounds, you know, get in shape. So um, I've gone keto, I'm like doing the keto diet, which is fine. Uh, the food's good. I don't mind it, you know, steak and blue cheese and stuff like that. Like, it's some good food to eat. However, I've realized I have a couple bad habits that I'm trying to kick right now. Um, for one, I love coffee with cream, or I should say coffee-flavored creamer, because I probably put more cream in my coffee than I drink coffee. Um, but with uh, keto, you can't drink, like, normal creamer. So you have to drink your coffee black, and I'm really struggling. Like I'm still getting my caffeine in, but I'm drinking black coffee, and I am like, I'm not really <laughs> enjoying it. So um, I've had to learn that. And two, uh, there's not a lot of bread you can eat, and I didn't realize how much I enjoy a sandwich until I couldn't have a sandwich. So um, yeah, I got a couple habits of, of eating a lot of bread and, and drinking a lot of coffee flavor creamer. That's just killing me right now. So uh, hopefully, I'm two days in. Hopefully, I can make it the rest. Um, I will. I will. I'm. I'm. I'm committed to this, but that's not fun it. right now. Well, <laughs> and and with the habits thing, I got to tell you, I'm going to jump right into this, Joe, because I am fuming. All right, there is a habit out there right now that is just teeing me off. Okay, you guys have never heard me this angry. I'm about to start throwing stuff. This is – I am so frustrated and fed up with wrestling companies, and I'm not just talking WWE. They're the number one victor, or number one person that does it, but not just WWE. When they bring in superstars from the past – and when I say <laughs> from the past, I'm not talking like guys that left, went wrestling somewhere else, and then come back. I'm talking right. guys that have retired and are in the nursing home. They are coming back into the ring. And they're using them just to pop for one match or for one night and trying to pop crowds and pop ratings. It is oh. – it's stupid. I WWE did it this week on Monday Night Raw. They could have done it cool. They, they did they did Legends Night. It could have been cool. It, it could have been. I mean it's nice to see your, your heroes show up once in a while. Um, but when it's just – a night where you know it's just a blatant, blatant um, grab of ratings because they've had horrible ratings lately. Um, it's disappointing, and they don't do anything of value with it. There's no follow-up. You know, the end of Raw was what? Oh, Goldberg's challenging, challenging McIntyre. You know, um, I'm oh, don't don't get me started on that. Yeah, that I'm oh. not excited for that. You know, but as as we we talk about that, and well, I'll jump a little bit ahead of myself. Because we'll come back. We're going to circle around. We're all over the place with how upset we are. WWE's and other companies' habits of bringing in old guys who are 
not valuable anymore um, in the ring other than, you know, selling a T-shirt. But WWE has that habit of bringing in the old guys, but they also have a habit of bringing in guys that, that are super hot on the indie circuit. Keith Lee, um, uh, Cesaro, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, who now is, what, T-Bar or whatever, like, yeah. and who really cares? Um, but WWE brings these guys in and just turns them into, like, a cookie-cutter wrestler. Like, oh, this is your size, this is your look, that's what got you you over outside, you know, this is what made you popular with the fans. Well, now that you're here, we're going to change all of that. We want you to be what we tell you to be. But WWE has a habit of doing that with guys, and they make their wrestlers boring. I don't know about you, Joey, but I did not enjoy the main event match. I did not enjoy um, Drew McIntyre versus WWE's version of Keith Lee. Not the NXT version of Keith Lee, who was amazing, but the Monday Night Raw version of Keith Lee, which is just slow. And I, I did not enjoy that, and that's what WWE does to these guys. I, well, what, what do you think about that? I, I will tell you this. I didn't mind the match, but because even though they didn't let Keith Lee be Keith Lee, and that upsets me and frustrates me, they actually pushed Keith Lee. Like, they let him have a, a main event pay-per-view match on TV. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's on TV, not where it should be on a pay-per-view, but right. – let them have that match, and they didn't do anything stupid to ruin it because what they really easily could have done is have Goldberg come out and spear uh, Drew McIntyre in the middle of the match mm-hmm. and mess everything up. They could have had Randy Orton do so. Like There are so many yeah. different things they could have done. They let it be a match. Okay. So I will give them credit. Yes, they've messed up Keith Lee and a whole bunch of other wrestlers. But they did let them have an actual match and made Keith Lee look good. Yeah, I'm not saying that he looked bad. Like the match in itself was a solid match. No major botches, no major you know mess ups. Good physical, two big guys beating the tar out of each other. But as a Keith Lee fan, that's not Keith Lee. You know, and it's just one of those things where I was just disappointed that he couldn't be. You know, the even though he's that big, he couldn't wrestle his normal 100 miles an hour style. And yeah, and I will say kudos to a clean finish because, yeah, WWE does not like to do a clean finish in a match like that. They usually have some sort of, um, yeah, Randy Orton comes out to the top of the ramp or, yeah, Goldberg comes out in the middle of the match on the double down and spares them both. Yeah. 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 Or so, even he could have just come out in the middle of the match and not even done anything. Yeah. That would have been the worst. Is he come out, stand at the top, say something? Uh, yeah. It let him stand strong. And here's here's the thing. And I'm just going to – a little projection, my idea of what they're doing with that. Mm-hmm. I really think WrestleMania, you're going to have Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee versus Sheamus. You're going to get a triple threat. And one of either Keith Lee or Sheamus, I'm guessing Keith Lee is going to win the Royal Rumble match. Hmm. The only way that doesn't happen is if they decide to have Daniel Bryan be the guy that goes up against um, the big dog, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
at WrestleMania, if they decide to hold that feud off until then, then I think Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble because it's the only thing Daniel Bryan hasn't won yet. Okay, see, me personally, I would love to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because I think that would be a match of um, physicality. Even though Daniel Bryan's a smaller guy, he can have great matches with big guys. And then, two, you know, you've got the Tribal Chief, you've got Roman Reigns in this nuclear heat heel right now versus the Yes movement. Like, I think to me, that's a um, that's an amazing WrestleMania main event with um, with that, especially if maybe they put something on the line like, you know, Daniel Bryan, if I win, you retire, which I know he's not. But how often do you guys stay retired in WWE? You know? Oh, yeah. 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 Six months from now, he comes back for whatever reason. Um yeah, but, you know, put something on the line to make that match, even though it doesn't need it. I think that'd be cool to make that match even more. Um, Sheamus versus Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre at the um, at WrestleMania would be pure insanity. Just with the fact that those three big dudes, you've seen the physical matches they've had lately. Holy cow, those guys would, would be just beaten and bloody. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be uh, like yeah, like a like a semi hitting a or a train hitting a semi, and yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. So I, I'm would, down with those two matches if that's what happens. If that's what happens, but I will tell you, and this goes back to my bad habits of WWE and independent wrestling companies all over. They are not going to do the Daniel Bryan thing because what's going to happen? Drew yeah. McIntyre is going to win. He's going to hold on to the title, or he may even lose the title, which would be the stupidest thing ever but he may lose the title and then you'll have goldberg and goldberg will go over to smackdown and either say i didn't win the other one so i want this one now or winner takes all yeah which if you are if they give both titles to roman reigns that would be awesome i don't think wwe is going to do that though well if they do that they need to bring back the big gold belt <laughs> and just let him have the one giant WCW World Championship. <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine, though, with the two belts, if he makes – if Jimmy and Jay are both back at that point, yeah. makes them carry the belts out for him? <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny. And they're just carrying them everywhere he goes. And yeah. that would be cool. But at the same time, I don't want it to happen because I don't want I, – ah, I don't want Goldberg. Please, please leave the old fart out at home. Yeah. I feel like right now is the one match too many because he had the the horrible match, even though he knocked himself out against (laughs) The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Um, That was a horrible match. And then he um, didn't want to put over uh, The Fiend, you know, didn't want to do that. So he lost to... Who beat him for the belt? Was it Roman? No. Um, Who beat Goldberg and took the belt off him? Was it Brock Lesnar? Was it Lesnar? I don't know. Let me let me research that. Dang it. Or, no, Braun Strowman. Yeah, Strowman. Duh. Because uh, Roman Reigns was out Yeah. for um, health reasons. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like Goldberg was a draw. But now I don't think he is anymore because, okay, he came back. We saw him. Now the more you bring out that toy, the less you know, special it is. And 
again, that habit of like, oh, let's bring back this old guy. We think he has one more run, but how many one more runs is going to be one too many? Exactly. You know, and what kind of match is he going to have with McIntyre? Like either he's going to spear McIntyre or McIntyre is going to kick him in the face because Goldberg can't have a match. Like, yeah, like a real match. He's, you know. Yeah. And, I, and two, after you beat Brock Lesnar with three spears and a jackhammer, like, come on, just retire. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I want to give I will say this, because my my big frustration is when you bring when you bring legends on for no reason, they're mm-hmm. just mulling about back in the background. They have no reason to be there. Like it would be different if they had a reason. I yeah. give credit to WWE for using Ric Flair. And I put money that Ric Flair said, no, I want to be involved in my daughter's match and I want to be involved with Randy Orton. Yeah. Because him and his daughter, they can very easily turn that into a thing. And Charlotte's match on Smack or on on Monday Night Raw should have been boring. Like it should have been terrible. Yeah. But Ric Flair made it interesting. Yeah, the the weird stuff that was going on with – Lacey Lacey Evans Evans. was, yeah. I mean, it was weird, but it added entertainment to a match that was not entertaining. Yeah. Um, And. But also, can I, let me ask you a question. Why are these guys legends? Well, because of what, what made them legendary? Because of their stuff in the ring, but also their character work. Like a lot of these guys were great on the mic. They were great. They were just great as like all around. Their characters yeah. were great. They were great people. Well, I don't know if they're great people. Sometimes I've heard <laughs> stories. But yeah. number one reason why these guys became legends, they got a push, a legitimate push, and they got to be superstars. Hulk Hogan beat Andre the Giant, beat everybody in the 80s, you know, NWO, top of the business, put him as a marquee. Um, Goldberg supposedly went like 172-0 and before he finally lost to Kevin Nash, you know, um, but a huge push. Uh, you know, Rick, I mean, Ric Flair is Ric Flair. He got a push around the world, but I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't deserve it, but they were given – that opportunity for a long period of time and they were allowed to develop their characters or allowed to do all that stuff. And WWD WWE refuses to build superstars. Yeah. Like they, they will not build a superstar because um, my, in my opinion, my humble opinion, you know, Vince McMahon's ego, you know, the stuff that happened with stone cold, you know, just quitting and, and, you know, taking his ball and going home and what happened with the rock just saying, Hey, I'm going to go to Hollywood. And, you know, these guys getting too big for WWE and, and pursuing things outside of WWE, I think that drives Vince insane. And so now yeah. he refuses to let somebody get that big to where they can leave the company without his say-so. Because you hear it all the time, like, uh, you know, reading reports about wrestlers who are contacted by Hollywood agents. Hey, we'd love you to be in this movie. Or producers, not agents, but they're contacted by Hollywood. We'd love you to be in this movie. Um, then they talk to WWE and WWE is like, oh yeah, no, that's not one of our stars. This person does, you know, put this person in the role instead because they don't want any one person to get way too big. 
So that's why there are never like uh, they've said there will never be another John Cena. Yeah. 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 And that's ridiculous to me. I I think it's a terrible and, and the problem is, is its habits and kind of the idea of a habit is because your mind is focused on something. Um, and we'll mm-hmm. get into this a little later, but like you crave certain things or you you're you're looking for a certain reward. But it seems like in Vince's mind and it's not just Vince. It's not. It's, He's just the main offender right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you get into this. They get into this mindset that they think in order to be successful, they have to do it the way they've always done it. Yeah. And really, that's kind of what this is, is this is the way things have always worked. So we're going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's even I mean, you see it in indie, the indie scene. Um, and, Joe, you've been here. You've been there. You've wrestled. You told me with guys that shouldn't be wrestling still. Yeah. They can't even move. But they're legends. So yeah. they get booked to come out to these indie shows and they try to pop. Let's get tons of people here so they'll be interested in our show and come back and th- we'll do this to make money and all this. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah. this guy was popular back in the late 80s, early 90s. So was this guy. This guy, you know, was is a former Intercontinental Champion. But then, like, their match, unfortunately, one of the guys on the card was so arthritic. Like, I'm not going to say names, but he was so arthritic, he couldn't move. Like, I had to literally, like, I had to, I almost had to have a match by myself, you know. Yeah. And it's great because everyone's like, oh, I got his autograph and I took a picture with this guy and all this amazing stuff. And I'm not going to say his name and run him down, but it's, you know, the habit of like, oh, let's get this guy because he's cheap and he's a name and we'll sell out for one night. And guess what? Next week, it's back to me versus Brad Cash in the, you know, in the main event, which I'm not a main eventer. Um, I'm never going to claim it. But but you know what I mean? It's back to the normal guys who are with that company every week and you're back to the normal crowd. Yeah. You know, because and, and I would tell you yeah. as a fan, I used to go to indie shows in Knoxville. There were a couple of guys, a couple uh, indie companies in Knoxville. Uh, I believe you wrestled for one of them, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, a couple of them. Um, so I, I would go to a lot of those shows and there was one every Thursday night on Alcoa <laughs> Highway at the flea market. Oh, yeah. Green Acres Flea Market. Yes. <sighs> Been there, done that. Loved going there. It was so much fun. There was a, a lady who would be collecting your money who mm-hmm. had four teeth left, and she'd be sitting there smoking a cigarette, sitting next to the baby, sitting in the pack and play as you walk in, taking your money and your tickets. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> but East Tennessee in one, in one, in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but here's the thing. What oh, got man. me was they – they did this big thing and big push of come back next week. We have this big superstar coming in and I'm not going to say names cause I don't want to run him down. Like Joe said, hopefully one day we can get him on the show. So I don't want to run this guy down, but <laughs> it's a really, really, really big name from even the nineties and eighties slash nineties, more nineties than eighties. And he comes out to the ring, big name. I will tell you, he likes reptiles. That that's the only thing I'll say. And he comes out, and here he comes, and he's in a tag match. 
and he comes out to do this tag match and just couldn't do much and his teeth fell out in the middle of the match. And after the show, we're standing there talking with him, a couple of us, because we ran into him (laughs) at, uh, at IHOP afterwards. So we're sitting there at IHOP talking with him. And he's going on and on about how he's done doing this. He's can't, it's not making enough money. Well, here's the deal. He's frustrated because, I mean, even if you've seen the movie, the wrestler, these guys are still coming out there and doing stuff that they used to do. And their bodies are all beaten up and bruised. It's not helping him. It's not helping the company because the next week I go there and there's 10 people the week before 85 people in this little in this little building mm-hmm. the next week 10 they no one cared when the superstar left that's the thing even with WWE now if the superstar le- when the superstars come or legends let's say legends not superstars mm-hmm. when the s- legends leave the people who stopped by to watch the legends if you're not doing anything with the superstars you have while the legends are there, they're not going to tune back in. Right. Because they go, oh, it was cool to see that guy. I'll wait till he's back on in about four months. Um, and really, that's what happens. Like how like it's uh, well, it might be about two years every about twice a year now. But yeah. you're going to have a night where there's a lot of legends on. It's just going to happen. You get you just wait for it. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's- but no, and, and I get it, and you know, and WWE is not the only company that does it. You know, AEW to an extent, you know, is doing it too by bringing in you know uh, guys from yesteryear, but they're a part of the show. Yeah, you know, like like uh, Arn Anderson is a part of the show, you know, and it's cool to see him because everybody has um, fond memories of Arn Anderson, or they hated him because he was the enforcer and he helped Ric Flair win several of those titles. Um, you know, totally Blanchard, same thing. You look at him like, oh, this guy, you know, because of yeah. how dastardly he was back in the uh, in the 80s and early 90s. You have the same with uh, Jake the Snake. You see Jake and, um, you know, but they're they actually mean something or they serve a purpose on the show as a manager, um, you know, passing they're, down. Oh, good. I was going to say you're saying passing down the torch. They're there to build these guys up to give yeah. them a shot. They're saying, exactly. yes, I may have some power with my name, but let me rub it off on you. Let me let me pass that power to you. That sounds yes. bad. But yeah. let me <laughs> let me take let me take what I've got and hand it off to you. Exactly. That's, that's not what's happening in WWE. Like even to the extent, and this is what cracked me up. When you're sitting there and you're watching and it Goldberg, I don't know if someone wrote that for him or what, but when he comes out and says, you don't care about the legends, you don't care about us guys that paved the way, you have no respect for us, like he goes on this whole rant after he's already been out there and done a whole bunch of different scenes all night long with all these legends, he even, the one guy that everyone is giving a whole, like really does not like. Hulk Hogan, 
he's even doing a whole thing with Hulk Hogan, giving yep. respect and paying dues to Hulk Hogan. It, they don't even uh, – To be fair, he did spend a big portion of his career slamming his head into a door before he wrestled. So um, he probably forgot what he was supposed to say from the top of the ramp to the ring. You know what I really hope too? <laughs> I hope he did that before he went out there, just in mm. habits. Ah! Guys, I was concussed. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Every time we see you, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that that habit of bringing back yesteryear um, can be good if it's done properly. Um, but when it's just a ratings grab, it's horrible. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I would say another company that did really bad with it in the past, they're doing better <laughs> with it now, but a company that did really bad with it in the past, because I don't want to run down a uh, WWE. Like, I don't want to just run them down. I want to run everybody down. I'm yeah. just in that mood tonight. <laughs> uh, TNA. TNA, you had these guys. Remember when they were bringing in all the guys that had retired from WWE, and there was yeah. a reason why they retired? And yep. we're pushing them to the moon as if they were superstars that had just come onto the scene. Yep. Yeah, they brought in Hogan. They brought in Bischoff. They brought in Nash and Hall and X-Pac. And uh, Kurt – well, Kurt Angle wasn't bad. He had some really good matches with Samoa Joe and and them over there. That was a good one for him. But, um, but yeah, they brought – they did the same thing. They brought in all the old guys, but then that killed – that almost literally killed Impact Wrestling. You know? Well, and almost literally killed some of those guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. do you remember, I believe it was Ric Flair versus, it may have been Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. Or, no, um, not Hulk Hogan. It was Ric Flair versus uh, Mick Foley. <laughs> and oh, yeah, they I forgot did, Mick Foley was there for a while. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. did Mick Foley, Ric Flair, anything goes. They had uh, thumbtacks out there. I mean, just... All out, and this is when Ric Flair had wrestled his last match for WWE already, yeah. and there was a reason why it was his last match at WWE. Uh, I, yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah. And to be honest, the smart, the smart fans, they're starting to to not like the legends that are coming back. Yeah. Uh, and, and exactly, Bill Goldberg when he came back versus uh, Lesnar, awesome. But then when he kept coming back, I was like, okay, I'm a little tired of like tired of this because it's kind of like when you you bust out the old eight bit or sixteen bit Mike Tyson's Punch Out and you play it and you have that like nice nostalgic feeling like, oh man, that was fun, that was cool. You know, I forgot how hard Mike Tyson was to beat. But if you play it all the time and you're used to an Xbox, you're kind of like, man, this is really pixelated. I'm getting a headache from watching this. And yes. unfortunately, that's that's how I see or I feel every time one of these old legends pops up again. Like, oh, hey, let's do a Legends night. Hey, let's bring this old timer in who should stay retired. Um, you know, like, let us play with it once, but then, yeah, put it away. Put it in the back of the closet and let it just, you know, get covered in dust where it belongs. Yeah. Um, probably not making any fans with these statements, but... <laughs> well, I, I will say I will say this where there are bad habits, there are good habits out there. And oh, yeah. I, I will I will say this, too. And, Joe, you can speak more to this. Really, when you see the good habits, you see the good habits 
in the wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And you see, like, you see good sportsmanship. You see guys that respect, like, like I said, with Drew McIntyre, the fact that he played along with and did stuff that I'm sure he did not want to do. Like if you're, if you're the all-star, the top guy in WWE, you don't want to go out there and re reenact and do the Hulk Hogan scene. Like, yeah, it's your time. It's your chance, but he did it. He still was respectful to the legends. They did the, they did their thing, but Joe, you, you're in the business. You know more about this than I do. What are good habits for a wrestler in the business? Well, um, I won't go too, too much behind the scenes because, you know, we got to keep that, you know, in the locker room. But it's it's just showing respect. Okay, okay, Rock um, Riddle. <laughs> what? Well, I do know that Rock Riddle's listening now, so I'm I'm not trying to uh, catch anything, any any uh, pushback when I see him on Saturdays at the at the wrestling school. Um, yeah, and, and I, I say but, that to to push. Go check out our interview with Rock Riddle. Um, yeah, we did that last week. It's up online now. Uh, check it out. It's a really good one. Yeah, but, that's an excellent one. Um. But, you know, a couple of things that you do is, you know, you show respect. You be incredibly respectful of the people who've come before you. And then at the same time, you get to a certain place where um, where myself now, like, I'm nobody. You know, I, I wrestle for a small indie company in Southern California. I don't travel a lot. I'm not a big name or anything. I just really enjoy it and love it. Um, but then there's you, – you give back. You share your knowledge. You share tips. You try to help the guys who are first getting into this business – and those are good habits because you're just showing people respect above you and and I won't say below you, but you know above you and below you on the card. Um, secondly, and this is a huge one for you guys who may start training, two pairs of shoes. One pair of shoes you wear until you get to the wrestling school. The other pair of shoes or wrestling boots you put on right before you get in the ring. And the reason being is you don't want to track any of the garbage from outside into that wrestling ring you know and that's why you always see guys that before they get in the ring they wipe their feet you know on the um on the outside mat that cleans off your boots so if you're going to train um get two pair of shoes even if you're wearing flip-flops from the car to the gym fine but put on your wrestling shoes right before you get into the ring otherwise you're tracking all kinds of uh, just gnarly stuff into that ring and guess what you're going to be laying on it or face down in it shortly so respect the ring um another rule wash your gear wash that wrestling gear because it gets sweaty your sweat somebody else's sweat don't think like oh i've got three shows this weekend i'll just wash it at the end of the weekend please don't be that guy don't don't have the smelly gear and um you know, that's that's just another good that's just respect because I won't lie, I um I had a match and then I left my wrestling gear in my bag because I didn't wrestle for like two months and I opened up my bag and I was like, Oh my gosh. It was it was pretty bad. My 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 socks and my wrestling boots were just foul. And I had to wash my, my gear like three times so it smelled like normal. Like, you know, smelled okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is if you're a wrestler, don't be a middle school student. Exactly. Exactly. Don't take axe baths and think that we can't <laughs> tell because the minute you start sweating, we can tell. Um, and another habit 
this that just cracks me up is um and this is kind of goes against the habit for whatever reason as soon as you become an independent wrestler or you start training you start hating wrestling and all you can uh, oh you watch wwe i don't watch wwe i only watch this you know insert independent company nobody's ever heard of from Southside chicago here you know i only watch them because this guy this guy and this guy came from it look if we all got into wrestling because we love wrestling, you know, except for the guys like Brock Lesnar, who's super athletic and they got into it to get paid. But for us, <laughs> we got into it because we love it. We got into it because we saw Shawn Michaels versus um, Shawn Michaels versus uh, Mr. Perfect. Right. And, you know, and we all have our match that made us want to become wrestlers. For me, I unfortunately, when I was a little kid, I cut off my fingertip and I was at home because they sewed it back on. But I got to sit home, and my parents rented me one of those WWE home videos you know, on VHS. That's how old I am. And on there was a match between Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. Throwaway match. I don't even remember if it was for the Intercontinental title. But, however, those two guys had such a great match. And I watched that thing probably 20, 30 times by the time we turned it in. And that's when I was like, I want to do that. There was something about that match just made me fall in love with it. So a habit, it's okay to watch wrestling. It's okay to like WWE. It's okay to like Impact. It's okay to like AEW, Ring of Honor, um, New Japan, or, you know, quote unquote, indie company no one's ever heard of. That's fine. Love all of wrestling. Get out of the habit of the minute you want to get in WWE, telling people how much you hate WWE. Because guess what? If they called you tomorrow and said you are the next, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the word – Bastion Booger or the next um I don't know if you remember that guy or not he's from way way back yeah 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 you know or <laughs> you're the next um oh my gosh everyone I think it was like highly inappropriate for a family show but whatever if WWE calls you and says hey we're gonna pay you five hundred thousand dollars a year and we're gonna give you the worst gimmick ever you're the next Dr. Isaac Yankum you're gonna do it and you're gonna love doing it so just love wrestling and get out of the habit of complaining, about, even though that's all we've done all night. <laughs> get but, out of the habit of complaining about the wrestling style. You know? But I will say, even in our complaining, we complain because it frustrates us. But we've not said we're going to quit watching. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. still going to keep watching Raw because that's another pet peeve of mine. And that's a habit of people. I, I will say this is a habit. When people don't get what they want, their first thing to say is, well, I'm going to quit watching. Oh. WWE started doing this. I'm going to quit watching. AEW, they started bringing back legends. I'm going to quit watching. I'm yeah. like, you see it all over Facebook. You hear it all the time. I'm going to quit watching if they do this. Yeah. Give it time. See what it's going to do. Because let's be honest, because of the way they did the whole thing with um, Keith Lee, it could lead to something awesome. Yeah. And here's my other thought. We all know, and I, I know, I'm frustrated about this. We all know that Goldberg has two matches a year for the next two or three years Yeah, on his contract. So if Goldberg has to wrestle a match and it's going to be – you know it's going to be a title match. You know that's all he's going to do. He's not yeah. going to wrestle anything else. If you know he's going to wrestle a title match, to put it on the night of the Royal Rumble – where there will be two big matches that you're going to enjoy, the Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble, 
putting a a cruddy title match on that pay-per-view, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because you're you're going to be so focused on the other stuff going on, that's not going to matter. Yeah. And they also did it at the beginning of January, and they didn't do it at the beginning of December to try to build it all the way through for the next two months. They only have a couple weeks that they have to to show Goldberg's face or talk about Goldberg. Yeah. And then it will be over, I hope. Um, And then his Mania match against Roman Reigns. Um. No, I, I I hope not. But if it happens, I'm still <laughs> going to watch it. I I will yeah. I will complain about it, but I'm still going to watch it because don't don't give up on what you love, like you like Joe said. Yeah. Um. If it's a good habit, keep the good habit. Yeah. Because as much as we complain about Legends Night, you know the best thing that came out of of Legends Night for me. What's that? Lucha House Party's tag team champions. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, after being an afterthought for so long, those two guys are tag team champions. So that has absolutely nothing to do with the legends, but I'm gonna give them props because, you know, they they are amazing, and I'm excited and I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. That acts. You know, it's sad though, is I forgot all about that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but. It is a good thing. And that's the thing. There are good things that came out of it. Um, and to say that, I think sometimes sometimes it's good to admit when you're in a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Even even for us, we may have spent the last 40 minutes complaining about something that we probably shouldn't have complained about, but it makes for good podcasting. So um, <laughs> but sometimes we may complain too much. And I'm not saying yeah. that about Joe or myself, but. We may. There may be times that we complain too much. Or you, you have other things that you have issues with. Joe, I'm the same way. Uh, I need to lose weight. Joe said he needs to lose weight. Compared to me, Joe could gain 10 pounds and still be skinnier than I am. But <laughs> in order to lose weight, we have to give up these bad habits. Yes. And that comes into our faith segment. In order to be more like Christ – we have to pick up good habits and drop the bad habits that we've developed over time. And it's there's a there's a scripture that says that we are a new creation. That when we are baptized into Christ, it says when you're baptized into Christ, the old is gone and the new has come. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to get rid of those old habits and those bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking, when I say bad habits, I'm not just talking drinking, drugs, smoking. I mean, those are all addictions and they're bad. Yes. But I'm talking gossiping. I'm talking lying. I'm talking any sin, like even just looking at someone and lusting after them, any sin we got to get rid of. Yeah. Now, here's the hard part. Have you ever – and, Joe, you, you and I have done this before, but – and I want to ask you as an audience. What, sin? Yeah. Wrote, yes. Yeah. <laughs> tried to break a bad habit or tried to start a good new habit? 
sometimes you try to do both at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to lean on Joe, who's got a degree in counseling and knows what he's talking about here. Joe, psychologically and everything, what are tips on how to how to kick a habit and how to start a good habit? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, as somebody who's who's tried and failed a million times, you know, trying to create new habits, um, you know, like everybody, we're gonna we're gonna try to you know make a change, and it's tough. Change is tough. Change is difficult. Um, and kind of building off what you said before I jump into these habits is, um, you know, when we're new in Christ and, you know, we accept Christ into our life and we want to become that new creation, um, one thing we don't think about is our part of that, right? We think like, you know, like, oh, hey, Jesus is here. You know, I accepted Christ, so my life's going to be better, and uh, which ultimately it will be. However, we have to realize that there's things we have to actually do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when I was a teenager, I, I got baptized at 14 and I thought like I was going to you know get baptized and my life was going to be great. Rainbows and butterflies and all this stuff. And guess what? It wasn't. But that was because I did not change a single thing about what I was doing in my life. Like not one thing. Um, not looking at, you know, magazines I shouldn't have been looking at, not. You know, um, I didn't even attempt to quit smoking. I didn't attempt to quit drinking. I just thought like, oh, hey, I I accepted Christ. So, boom, like, everything's going to be great. And then when everything wasn't, of course, I was disappointed and I blamed God for not caring about me when it really wasn't that. It was the fact that I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, I thought genie in the bottle or in a lamp, whatever. So after years of failure um, – Here's some things that um, I've learned over the years and I've researched, and you know, there's a couple different ways to approach it. But whatever it is you want to do, whatever that goal is, you need to set that goal. You know, what is your new habit? Um, my habit right now is I'm on the keto diet. Um, you know, and and I want to lose. You know, I'm setting a goal. I want to lose 30 pounds on this diet, which I have friends who've done it for nine weeks and they've lost 40 to 50 pounds. Um, It'd be amazing if I could lose that much, but I'm setting my goal at 30. That way, if I don't hit 40, I lost 30. You know, so you set that a uh, reasonable, attainable goal. So you want to start small. In the long run, nine weeks from now, I want to be 30 pounds lighter. Okay, but I'm not expecting to lose 10 pounds by Friday. You know, so you have to set a small goal. So like, uh, you know, getting off the diet, like our relationship with God. Um, if you're new to God. The first thing you need to do is, is reach out to him. How do you reach out to God? Through prayer and through um, reading the Bible. So you start small. Set a small goal for yourself. Instead of saying, I'm going to read the entire Bible this year, maybe you should say, hey, this week I want to spend – I want to try to spend 15 minutes a day three times this week. So three days this week I'm going to spend 15 minutes reading the Bible, and I'm going to spend you know 10 minutes in prayer. You know, so maybe, you know, a half an hour total between reading the Bible and prayer, you know, for three days. Set that goal. You know, you know why? Because if you say seven days and then you only do three days, now you failed. And like, oh, I can't do it. And you're going to go ahead and move off and go on to something else. But if you set three days up and guess what? You hit all three days. Awesome. And then you increase it. You know, the next step is you increase it. So once you get used to, okay, I've done it three days a week for the entire month of January. Well, in February, let me do it five days a week. 
you know, or you or even keep the three days, but you increase your time. Either way, you're adding to it. You know, so now instead of maybe reading a passage, you're going to read a chapter. You know, so you you increase it in a small way. But then um, another part of that is you want to break it up into chunks. So like I said, three days a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or um, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Who knows? You, you know, you're breaking it up into chunks. So it's not this one giant thing like, oh, no, I got to read two hours of the Bible today. And nobody yeah. wants I mean, I almost said nobody wants to do that. That's a difficult <laughs> thing to do when you're first starting. Yes. Um, yeah. When cause... you're first starting, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people like to read. I like to read my Bible. I don't know if I read it for two hours, but I will read it for an extended period of time. Um, but, you know, you break it up in a chunk. So if your goal is to read, you know, so many minutes a day, maybe you only read five minutes here. You read five minutes there. You read five minutes here, ten minutes here when you get a chance. Or if you're at work, you're two 15-minute breaks. Oh, guess what? You got your 30 minutes in. You still accomplish your goal. It might just not have been at one sitting. Um. The next one is when you fail, pick up right where you left off. Don't just say, oh, man, I failed. I screwed up. Sorry. I failed. I messed up. I, you know, I, I obviously I can't do this. So instead be like, okay, I messed up. But guess what? Instead of waiting till Monday to start reading, because maybe you, you, you know, you missed your Wednesday or you missed Friday. Well, just read on Saturday instead of saying, oh, I'm going to wait and I'll restart. No, just Pick right up where you left off and just keep going because guess what? We're all going to fail. We're all going to get busy. Um, if you have kids, <laughs> kids get in the way. Of, I don't say get in the way. Kids will distract you from a lot of things you want to get done. Um, you know, Joey knows definitely. Yes. <laughs> He's got a oh, lot of yes. young kids in this house. There's there's a reason why we record this episode at 10 o'clock at night my time. Yeah. And a reason <laughs> I can record it at 7 o'clock my time because all my kids are teenagers. <laughs> yes so we're good um and then so you, you just realize you're going to fail eventually it's going to happen we all do it and just pick up and move forward and lastly be patient stick to a pace that is going to be successful and sustainable to you you know that way when while you're doing it you don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel like it's something you have to do. It's something you want to do, and it's something you're getting value out of. So you stick to a pace that works for you. If reading 30 minutes a day or, or you know, uh, reading in prayer 30 minutes a day, three days a week, too much, then you figure out what is what you can do, and you slowly build on that until you get to the point where what whatever your goal is, your your ultimate goal of reading the entire Bible. And and that's what um that's what I would say, you know, because it's, it's difficult to start and so many people start and they jump right in and they jump right into Genesis. And if you don't know the Bible, that's a really rough place to start, you know, because you hit numbers and you. hit Yes. <laughs> is it Leviticus? <laughs> yes. Exodus, <laughs> numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Oh. None of that is easy. No, because you're like, wait. Why am I getting directions to build a to build a temple right now? What does that even mean? Um, so, well, and another thing I, too is <laughs> on that. Don't do either the open the Bible and stick your finger in a spot. Yes. And read that, because then you're going to do that and you're going to sit there and you're going to go. Her neck is like a flock of geese. 
what? Like, but you're going to hit Song of Solomon and just be like, what is like out of context? It won't make sense. Yeah. You're going to hear something about climbing a tree to grab some coconuts and be like, wait, what? I just remember that from like Bible camp and we're all laughing at it. And I was in middle school. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But exactly. You, you have to have a place to start. And I would recommend starting in John. That's, that's one of the best places in the Bible to start is John and then um, read the um, read all of you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But start with John. Um, I'd say maybe Matthew, Mark, and then finish with Luke, and then go into Acts from Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do my my recommendation is always John's a good one, but I also recommend <laughs> Luke and Acts um, because Luke will give you a full like picture of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. But then when you dive into Acts, um, and it's just a little tidbit, fun little sa- fact, side note. Um, when you dive into the book of Acts, what you'll discover is it's actually a step-by-step process for the church into what a new Christian looks like. Mm -hmm. So as you read through it, you can actually see, okay, this is how I can become, like how the steps I need to take. These are the habits I need to build. This is what I, the track I need to be heading down. Um, it's really helpful. Yeah. And that's why I like Luke and Acts because they're written by the same author, correct? Yes. Yeah. And so you can one to the other, you know. That's why I say and you know I'm not saying end with act Luke or yeah, don't end with Luke cuz it's the worst. But if you're someone like me who if you know there's a sequel, you need to jump right into it. Um read Luke and then go to Acts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I want to add one more piece to what Joe said. Um, and this is not psychology. Uh, this is more comes into the faith aspect of it. But mm-hmm. the cool part of being a Christian and a follower of God is that we're told we don't have to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. So when you do fail and you're being patient and you're trying to get it, God says, ask me for help and I'll help. Reach out to me and pray. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me. Give me the strength guide me, put someone in my life to help me through this, God will do that. Oh, yeah. So I really want to encourage you. Like that's the cool thing about being a Christian is when you're trying to start a good habit or even kick a bad habit, no matter where you're at in that process, if you reach out to God, he will be there to help you. Yes. So. I agree. Because – like I said, I, w- I was upset for like many years after like God didn't change my life. And then when I finally, finally like broke down and prayed and like fully committed to it, um, everything changed. And it yeah. wasn't the, – the situation I was in didn't change, but somehow my approach to it, the intensity of it, everything was just different. And that was through like serious heartfelt prayer. Which um, and then I finally understood what everybody talked about when I like their relationship with God. I was like, oh, wow. You know, so when you truly, truly reach out to him, you will feel it when you when he reaches out and, and helps you up. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to say anyone out there who is trying to kick a habit or start a good habit, uh, especially if it's a faith based habit, even if it's not. If it's losing weight, if it's doing whatever, 
what I want to encourage you is feel free to reach out to Joe and I. Um, reach out to us on Facebook, email, any of that. Faith Family Wrestling at Gmail, Faith Family Wrestling on Facebook, on Instagram. You can hit us up wherever. But reach out to us. And the other big part of trying to kick a habit that I've learned is not only can you rely on God, but if you have other people there to support you through it, it helps out so much. And if you don't have anybody there to support you, uh, whether it's because you're single or the other people around you just don't get it, we are here for you. So we just want to let you know that if you need help, reach out to us. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to pray with you. And uh, even if you need an accountability partner, we'd love to help you out mm-hmm. with that aspect. And if you want to know more, too, about Jesus and about this this life of help in tough times, in kicking bad habits, on a way to be better, um, let us know, too. We'd love to talk to you more about that. But that's all we got today. It's time to hit our good habit that sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. If you're out there and you're listening to this, hit like subscribe, tell other people about it. Um, Joe and I, we we sat down and did some goals. We're not going to tell you all our goals yet because we're still working some of them out. But some of them have to be do with we want to start going live. But in, in order to go live on Facebook, we got to hit some more likes on Facebook, more uh, follows, and we got to get some more listeners. So help us out by passing the word on. If you like us, tell your friends about us. Um, if you don't like us, tell your enemies about us. We'll take mm-hmm. whoever will listen. Um, but <laughs> uh, hit us up. Join in the conversation. We're all over the place on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, Joe, you got anything else to say? No, I, I do not. You covered it. I just want to tell everyone, thank you for listening. And again, if you need something, reach out to us. If you need help, you need prayer, anything uh, spiritually, you know, someone to vent to, feel free to reach out to us. We're here for you. Awesome. 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 Well, as we say good night and goodbye, if it's not nighttime and you where you're when you're listening to this, it is for us. So good night, <laughs> goodbye, and in your faith for your family and for wrestling, make sure your faith for God never gets trumped. Thank you so much for joining us. Peace.